The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Welcome and good morning out there, good afternoon out there, depending upon where you're located out there. This is your host, Vincent Jenna, and I'm coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina, where it is rainy and just a little chilly. Um, I know that um, all of you all over the place are experiencing different weather for this time of year. Um, we're not experiencing anything exciting, and I'm disappointed about that because I love snow, and so far this winter has been a complete bust. I've got weeds growing like crazy. In some places, there's even some flowers coming up way too early, and then we wind up getting a freeze sometime, and it kills everything. So we'll see what happens. But um, okay, how about that Super Bowl? Super Bowl Sunday. I, I thought it was a pretty fabulous game. I wasn't necessarily rooting for anyone in particular, but I can tell you this. I had about 30 major radio interviews uh, throughout the nation for the past two weeks talking about why psychics cannot predict the outcome of um, major uh, gambling events or sporting events or uh, the lottery because we're not supposed to have an upper hand, but they still wanted to know what I felt. So here was the interesting thing. Though I did get the coin toss wrong, I thought that it was going to be heads and it wasn't, it was tails. However, I did know it was going to be the Chiefs from the very beginning. And the interesting thing, and here's a funny story. The interesting thing was, um, I kept seeing the number one and three, three and one, and I, I, I didn't know whether that was 13. It was going to be um, the the spread between the, the Chiefs and the 49ers. I didn't know what it was going to be. So here my wife and I are watching the game, but we had to record it because we were starting a little bit late. So we were about 10 minutes behind. And all of a sudden, the score is now 20 to 24, right? The Chiefs are uh, winning by 24. And the recording stops. And the recording stops. And I can't go back. I can't find the ending. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's 2024. Okay. So it looks like the Chiefs won. But where did the three and the one and the, and, and the 13 come in or 31? What was that? I didn't know. So it wasn't until later on that we watched the news that we realized that they scored another touchdown, got another point, and the score was 20 to 31, and there was the three and the one. I was excited about that, but no, I do not place a bet on it because had I placed a bet on it, things would have changed. But I did see the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the fourth year in a row that I have been able to predict the winners, and and I guess that's the reason why the Raiders Radio networks are are getting me on the air. It was so funny. It's a major sporting networks. But 
That's what we can do with intuition to have fun. It's all about having fun when it comes to that. It's not about having an advantage, that's for sure. But today's show is going to be about love. We're going to talk about that. And it may sound like a ridiculous subject to talk about. Like, we all know what love is. No, we don't. I'm going to tell you right now, most of us don't know what love is. And I'll tell you why we don't know what love is. Uh, but I also want to remind everybody that next week we're going to be, well, I'm going to be talking about how to attract perfect love and maintain um, perfect relationships uh, since Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh my gosh, next week. Unbelievable. Got to make sure I have my wife's Valentine's Day card and gift. Um, honey, I love you. I got it. Don't worry about it. And then at the end of the month, I want to remind everybody that my um, it's, it's going to be a fabulous show. So that's why it's so important for me to remind everybody about it. February 26th, I am going to have a doctor of human sexuality and relationships on the show. Also talking about love, inspiration, and every other topic that comes up with that. Emily from Sex with Emily. She has a very successful Sirius XM radio show. And I was on her show and she so graciously agreed to be on mine. So I'm really excited about that. Um, you can even call in with questions for Emily. This is going to be a fabulous show, so you're not going to want to miss it. Put it down in your calendar right now. That is my February 26th show. So so let's get into it here. Let's talk about love. Love. The most important aspect of life. And one of the reasons why it's the most important aspects of life is because we were created out of love. Um, we were created with an energy of love. We came here to experience love. Love is the strongest of, of all the... Um, in motivating, reinforcing human factors. Of course, then sex goes along with that as being um, a, a, a tremendous reinforcer of human behavior. Uh, wars were started from love, supposedly. Battles were fought because of of love people were killed because of love we supposedly thrived because of love so so love is is one of those factors that is so vital it's also so natural and yet it is one of the most deprived experiences on the planet today and I'll explain that. The, one of the most deprived experiences on the planet today. Now, when I'm speaking about love, I'm, well, okay, before I talk about love, let's, let's give some definitions of love. Now, um, there, there is a biblical definition 
that was um, in Corinthians in the Bible. Okay, um, so First Corinthians chapter thirteen describes love as this: love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. Right now, I'm sure you're familiar with that. You've heard it at least once in your life. And if you haven't, this is the first time it is in Corinthians. You can go look at it in the New Testament. Is one of, I believe it was Paul um, who wrote this about what love is. Um, It's still in this definition doesn't truly define it because it, it gives aspects of what love does, aspects of what love isn't, right? It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. And what it does is it keeps no records of wrong, it does not delight in evil, it rejoices with truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always preserves. It is kind. It is patient. Well, that's great. And I understand um, those wonderful aspects of when you have love, um, uh, what it can cause. But it still doesn't define what it is. Right. Okay. We, and it would seem like we know what it is. Well, let's just go to the uh, dictionary meaning of love. And of course, simply put, it's an intent. Sorry, let me repeat that. It's an intense feeling of, of deep affection. Um. So, so babies fill parents with feelings of love, an intense feeling of deep affection. It also is a second meaning. It's a great interest and pleasure in something like I love ice cream, right? It encompasses, oh, here's here's an interesting, um, from Wikipedia. Oh, and I always love Wikipedia. This is like, what they're the experts on everything on the internet, right? I want to know who wrote Wikipedia. Love encompasses a range of strong and positive emotional and mental states from the most sublime virtue or good habit, the deepest interpersonal affection, and to the simplest pleasure. So love encompasses a range of strong and positive emotional and mental states. I think one of the the, the important parts of the definition there is strong and positive emotional and mental states. So from that definition alone, I can tell you right now, a lot of Adele's songs are incorrect. Okay, because Adele likes to sing about how love is positive and then sometimes love hurts. Well, no, it's a positive emotional and mental state. It is not negative. 
So one of the other things that I'd like to add to this Corinthian thing here, all right, the definition and some of the things that it doesn't say here is love does not hurt. So let's talk about what really love is then, as long as I'm getting into that right now. Okay. And, and remember a lot of the definitions of love, a lot of the songs that are based on love are based on earthly love are based on the love that we have become accustomed to, not necessarily the love that was created by the divine, by source. The original feeling of unconditional love, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I believe most people don't know what it is. They'll listen to those songs and they define it based on those songs and experiences. And I'm telling you right now, the majority of those songs are not truly correct. They're basing it on emotional need. That is what the earth feels mostly today is emotional need. And the way you know that is because of the negative aspects that people experience with that kind of love. When you are experiencing true love, I'm talking about real love, you will not lose it. You will not fall out of love. It does not hurt. When it is separated from you, you do not feel the loss of it. When somebody dies, you carry the love that you've had for them over with them to the other side. You don't ever lose that connection. You might lose the physicality of being able to hug that person that you love, but you don't lose the feeling of it. You still feel the connection. One of the reasons why we grieve so much is because we are losing a fake love. And then we lose the chance of proving that that person truly loved us. Remember, I was a hospice social worker. And I helped, it was about 500 patients during their transitioning period. And thus I helped their caregivers and loved ones during that period as well. And I can't tell you how many of the children, especially of the, of the elderly parents that crossed over, how many of them were suffering so much. I am talking about that they just wanted their lives to end. I, I know people who actually children who also want to die so that they can remain with their loved one, their parent, their mother, their father, because they supposedly love them so much. And I'm constantly reinforcing and proving to them that the reason why they want to be with them is not because they ever felt the true love, because they never had a chance to feel the love from that parent. And they no longer can, can achieve that because the parent isn't here anymore. And so um, that causes great deep pain and grief. That wasn't love. That's not real love. And, and yet, yet there's the parents will say, oh, I love my children so much. Do you? Do you love them unconditionally? Yes, I do. 
How do you feel if they don't call you regularly? Oh, I feel like they're not thinking about me. Okay, so so you would expect for them to stay in touch with you. Oh, yes, absolutely. And and um, what about all the things you've given them? Well, I hope they're grateful for everything that I've given them. I actually was in a conversation with a group of people that turned around and said they were they were all sitting there going, um, I have never received one thank you from my child for everything we gave them, for all the time we spent with them, for all the time that we gave up um, our things and the thing, the things and interests that we wanted to do to take them places, to be with them. And I'm sitting there listening to them. And I turned around and I said, could you do me a favor? Could you take my business cards and give it to your kids? Because they're probably going to need some help. And this is one of the things that they don't understand. Unconditional love means you're supposed to be giving love without any expectation of anything in return. If there is at all an expectation, even an expectation of a thank you from a person, a child, another loved one, then that wasn't real love. That's emotional need. And emotional need, emotional need stems from not having your emotional needs met when you were growing up. So therefore, you will always seek to fulfill them in other people. Let me explain that again. When you're growing up, it is an expectation and a need to have your emotional needs, your youthful, young emotional needs met. And one of the greatest emotional needs that a child has is knowing he or she is loved and lovable. And that need must be met. If it is not met by the environment and the parents, there is a void and that void is the motivating factor for then the child that grows into the young adult and adult to constantly pursue to have filled, but they pursue it in other people. So they look for relationships, they look for um, uh, romantic relationships, friendships. It doesn't matter the kind of relationship. They're constantly looking for someone to love them to fulfill that emotional need. So therefore, the majority of love that we are experiencing on the planet today is all about people trying to fulfill the void that was never filled for them while they were growing up. And that's why it becomes earthly love, emotional need love, conditional love. It has nothing to do with real God-created unconditional love. And the proof of that, the proof of that is when you're able to turn around and say, my partner doesn't fulfill my emotional needs anymore. I get that all the time. It's one of the major reasons for divorce in the world today. My partner does not fulfill my emotional needs. When you expect something 
from a partner, from a friend, from a child, from a parent even. Well, I'm talking when you're an adult and you're expecting something from a parent. That is not unconditional love. That is not true love. True love does allow you. Let's go back to, now I'm going to define the definition in Corinthians of love. Love is patient, okay? Yes, when you have true love, your tolerance level is the highest it can possibly be. Your patient level, a matter of fact, you don't even use or need the word patient. When you love somebody, you are willing to accept all about them. Look, my, one of the ways that I know my wife and I love each other, because neither one of us is perfect in our behaviors. And some, some of us, both of us, do um, have, have uh, behaviors that might annoy other people. <clears throat> and sometimes they do bother us. They, we go, uh, right? However, however, my love for my wife can completely overlook those things that would normally annoy and bother other people or could annoy and bother other people. I, I, they're just aspects of who she is and it's fine. So what? All right. Yes. Can sometimes it be frustrating because an accident occurs or something along those lines? Yeah, that it happens. But the thing is, my love for her is greater than me being bothered by that behavior. And so patience is tremendous. I have all the patience. And, and again, I don't even need to use the word patience because it's just an acceptance. I have all the acceptance of my wife unconditionally because of the love I have. Love is kind. Love moves you to do kind things. Um, love makes you just feel like you always wanted to, to do something nice and good for other people, to treat them nice, not treat them harshly, not treat them mean. I love all these people who turn around and say that they're loving Christians and then, you know, use um, hand signals if somebody cuts them off. And you know the hand signals I'm talking about, you know, on the road. I'm like, okay, that's a very loving and kind way to act, you know, or, or somebody who may be mean and do something mean, you know, like you're driving in a parking lot and you see a parking space and then the guy in front of you, you know, you were there first and therefore, you know, rightfully could be your space, but the other person wants to get in so bad, he just pulls ahead of you and pulls right into the space. Well, that is really kind and nice, isn't it? So it, love allows you to do that. Now, love within your heart. Now, remember, this isn't, love isn't just about what you feel for others. Love is what you feel for yourself, and love is a state of being. That's the other thing that you must know. It's a state of being. It's not just an emotion you develop. It's a state of being you develop. And you develop it by recognizing your own divinity, your own specialness, your own connection to higher source, 
and then you will discover that love that you are made of, and then you act in that way. Now, here is a confusing part about Corinthians. It's not envy. It does not envy. It does not boast. Well, let's put that in, in the right terms. It's not jealous, okay? Love, when you really are feeling love or, or, or love of people, um, you're not jealous about what happens with them if it doesn't happen for you. You know, you're, you're grateful that, oh my gosh, you got that job. Oh my gosh, that is fabulous. I'm so happy for you. Um, yes, you can still feel, you know, a little, oh, you know, I'd love to, to get a job like that too. That, that's understandable. That's going to come in, but it still allows you to be happy for that person. Happy for somebody else, right? That's where the, the, the jealousy and the envy. Boasting. Um, you know, that's, um, you know, self-accolades. There's, there's um, nothing wrong with being able to share your love. I have absolutely no problems telling the world how much I love my wife. I'm not boasting to get them to look at me and say, oh, what a nice guy he is and such a good husband. He talks about his wife like that. <clears throat> no, I I'm, I'm thrilled with what we have, and I want people to know that they can have the same thing, too. That is not the same thing. Boasting, and there's also uh, love is not proud. That, that, that can be a little bit confusing there. I am very proud of my wife. I am very proud of the relationship that we have. I'm very proud of the work we've done. Um, proud on those at those days. Remember, the time period is different today. We have more use of the English language that they had than they had back then. Plus, this was originally written in ancient Greeks, um, an ancient Greek language, right? So the words translate different. Being proud, there is nothing wrong with being proud. But back then, when they referred to somebody who was proud, they were referring more to somebody who was zealous, um, who is like, oh, I am a king. I am more special than you. That was that kind of proud back then. But pride today, there is, don't get that wrong. There is nothing wrong with feeling good about the good work you've done. So we're going to come back on the other side of the commercial. I hear my music now. We're going to continue with love so that you understand what it is. See you then. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Oh, I get so passionate when I when I start talking about things, especially when I'm talking about love. Uh, Love and passion go together. And yes, I am Vincent Jenna. And if you're just joining us, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And we're talking about the definition of love because quite honestly, in the world today, we do not know what love means. As a matter of fact, we use it so much. We use it so much that it dilutes the meaning. 
All right. And then when it's time to use it for something real to try to define, to try to feel and understand what we're feeling, we don't get to understand it or we, we mislabel what it is that we're feeling. Um, I get these clients all the time telling me how much they were in love with, with their partner, um, but it turned sour and they can't be with them anymore. And then I turn around and I say, well, then you were never in love. Um, you've got to understand that once you feel unconditional love, it does strengthen you. It empowers you. It makes you feel secure. It makes you understand who you are. It gives you the, the desire and the strength and the inspiration to share it with others. When Jesus, I'm going to, we're going to quote, we're going to do some quoting here, but we're not going to quote based on what the contemporary Bible says, because I'm sorry, that's been bastardized over and over and over again. Every time some person picked it up, and it was usually a man who picked it up to translate it, cut it up, translated it their way, and also removed books from it. That was proven in 535 A.D., A.D., after Christ. Well, that's not the exact word meaning of the A.D., but yes, that's what it translates to. There was a council in Italy, the Nicaea Council, or Nicaea Council, however you want to pronounce the city. And this council took the Bible... And at the time, any of the books that were in the Bible, and they tore it apart to decide what was worth keeping in, what was important to remove, and they even changed Jesus's words. For example, when Jesus said the two top commandments are love God with all your heart and all your might, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. He would have never said, love your neighbor as you love yourself, because the whole reason why he came down is knowing that nobody was loving themselves. They didn't love themselves. They didn't treat themselves right. They didn't understand their divinity. That's why he came down to show them that they are one with God. So love the God you are with all your heart and all your might. And then as you love you, you will love your neighbor. He knew that that would be natural. He wasn't giving a commandment. He was giving an understanding and we turned them into rules and we cut out the true meaning. But again, he was saying, love the God you are with all your heart and all your might. And you will then love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the difference. You cannot love your neighbor until you love yourself. So therefore, when you say you love your children, when you say you love your partner, but you have doubts and fear of yourself, then there is no way you are loving them more than you can love you. Love comes through you. It does not bypass you. It comes from what you feel about yourself. 
not what you feel about someone else. Let me repeat that because that's very important. The feeling of love has nothing to do with another person. It starts with you. It's a feeling and understanding you have about yourself. And then your connection with the deity. And then your connection with others. Um, I'm going to point out again a wonderful movie, and I've I've done this before. I even have a podcast on it where you can go to to um, one of my shows on on Unity that I did about the Lion King. Walt Disney and the Disneys were very metaphysical, spiritual people, and they always chose stories that had a moral message for the children, but a, but a metaphysical message for the adults. And there is a scene. A very important scene in there after Mufasa dies, Simba's father, and he's gone, and Simba's all depressed, and he grows up, and because his father had said to him, I'll always be around you, I'll always come to you, especially when you need me. Isn't that, that's a familiar story, right? That's what God said. Well, the story of Lion King is about our relationship with God. And if you go and you view it that way, you'll see exactly what I mean. Every single character is another aspect of our lives and us. So there is a part where Rafiki finds Simba again after he's been gone and now that he's an adult. And he reminds Simba who he is. He's looking in in the, the lake, a pond, and he sees the reflection of his father. And all of a sudden, the spirit of his father comes in and Mufasa turns around and says to him, you have forgotten who I am because you have forgotten who you are. That was the most profound line in the entire movie and the greatest message for us. We cannot even say we love God until we love ourselves because you the only way to acknowledge and recognize that higher being is to recognize it is within you it is you as you you are it you are one with it and until you recognize and love that aspect you will not remember that higher part you will not be able to see that higher part you will not be able to love that higher part you must love you as you first so love then love is about the strength that we have as divine beings the power that we have as divine beings the passion that we have it's it's automatically shared with the, with the rest of the world once you feel love for yourself then once you when you start loving other people um it's one of the reasons why we have the couples right we created couples men and women we created that so that way, when we come together and relationships, we created relationships. 
be it men with men, women with women, men and women. It doesn't matter. We created that purposely. So that way, when we come together and we can start loving ourselves and then seeing that feeling by sharing it with another human being that deeply, we get to see an aspect of us that's even deeper. We get to experience all our compassion, our, our patience, our kindness, all of the virtues that we attribute God as having, we get to experience all of those by loving someone else that intensely. So we start with ourselves. Then we attract another person to us, which, by the way, I'm now giving away part of next week's episode. You'll want to come back next week to listen to how to attract and maintain perfect relationships. So we start by loving ourselves. Then we attract another being to us. We start sharing that love with another person. And as we're doing that, it intensifies within us. Yeah, I mean, you hear true love stories all about that. I can use my wife and I. We've been together for 47 years, married for 42 years this year. And in that 47 years, there is no way that I still love her the way I did 47 years ago. I love her a hundred times. I can't even give a number. I love her that much more. It kept growing and growing and growing and growing because I kept sharing my love with her. Then the more I was sharing it with her, the more I was loving myself, the more I was receiving love from her. The reason why I'm able to even give love to the world and to the work that I am doing today is not because of the amount of love I am receiving from my wife. It's because of the amount of love I discovered I have for my wife. It's, it's unending. And if it's unending, then I can never run out of it when I share it with other people. Part of the greatest fear that people on the planet have today is their loved ones sharing love with other people. This is like, oh, you love your friends more than me. You want to hang out with them. You have a better time with me. You hear that all the time. You hear that all the time. Uh, even my, my own mother, my own mother had complained to me one time. I was already an adult. I was already out of the house. And she was complaining to me that I love spending time with my friends more than I love spending time with her. I was like, Seriously? Are you seriously telling me that? I mean, get, come on. Get, first of all, I love my friends in a different way than I love you. They're my friends. You're my mother. I mean, yes, love is love is love is love, but I am capable of loving them to the amount of love that I have for you. And that doesn't mean I love you less. And the more love you are able to express and feel, let me let me say that a little bit clearer. Okay. The more love you are able to feel, the more love you are able to express and give. The more love you are you are able to feel, the more love you're able to express and give. So the more love that I feel for my friends, 
the more love I'm able to express to them. The more love I'm able to express to others, the more love I'm able to go out into the world and and love strangers. And I'm, I'm telling you, it is natural. It You don't have to work at loving strangers, by the way. You don't have to work at loving because we're all brothers and sisters anyway. And so what winds up happening is when that love increases, you feel the brother and sister relationship. You feel the connection. You feel the soul. And so once you do that, so what you're doing, why love is a state of being is because it's not something you create. It's something you allow. You have to open your channels and allow that power and that energy force that we were creative, created out of to come through and fill you. There is nothing you have to do except release. Release the negative self feelings. Release the doubts. When you are being raised as a child, the job of your parents is to reinforce how lovable you are, not create some fictional feeling, but to reinforce and allow you to feel that energy that you are made of. And they do that by nurturing you, supporting you, believing in you, attending to you, giving you positive attention. Yes, sometimes they may, might have to give you some discipline, but discipline can also be a positive form of attention. Children don't want to know that they can run all over you and get anything that they want. They want certain limitations because it teaches them self-discipline and self-control. It also teaches them that you care. Now, over-discipline teaches them and they receive the message that you don't believe in them, that you've got to control them because you don't believe that they can control themselves, that you don't believe that they're good enough to make the right choices. And so they develop these negative self-beliefs. Once they develop negative self-beliefs, that closes down the channel in their hearts. If anybody has taken any of my psychic and mediumship classes, you know that I teach that you must heal your life to open up that channel in your heart. Because not only does that channel connect you to your intuition, and to your psychic gifts, it connects you to the love that you are. It connects you to source. It connects you. I mean, the power of God is love, is pure love at this point because it evolved to that. So it is doing nothing but feeding that. So every time you pray to God, you're attempting actually to open the channel to receive the reminder of who you are. And in that power, you can manifest and create. It is not about God doing things for you like a parent. Oh, could you get me a glass of water, God? Well, could you get me that job, God? It's not about God doing deeds for you. 
It's about you opening up your channel to feel who you already are so you can do the deed for yourself. Absolutely. And that is what the law of attraction is all about and the law of manifesting is all about. It comes down to the concept of love, opening your heart to feel the love you are. And only in that way can you then attract the right love, share the right love, and receive the right love. If you cannot share the correct love, unconditional God divine love, you are not going to receive it. The other thing, you will hear people say, I love him, but he can't love me, or I love her, but she can't love me. Even though she doesn't love me, I, can, I still love her. Okay. Don't get me wrong in what I'm saying and misunderstand this because there is still, when you're in a relationship and one side of the love can end, I can assure you it wasn't the right relationship to start with. So therefore, like attracts like. So if the other party's love can end, you never had love to start with. So when you try to convince yourself of how much you love that person and you still love that person, that again is emotional need. I hope that I said that clear enough for everybody to understand. As an individual, forget relationships now, as an individual, you are capable of loving people without them loving you. I can love the world. I don't need them loving me. I can love everybody out there, which I, I do love people. I even love the people I don't agree with. I even love the politicians that may be making things really bad for us. I even love the perpetrators who wind up hurting and killing. I love them. I actually have so much compassion for them because they're hurting so bad that they want to hurt other people. I feel bad, so bad for them but I still love them. I don't like what they're doing, but I still love them. That is completely different than attracting a relationship where the two of you think you love each other and then one side of the relationship, the love ends and the other side is still convincing herself that she is still in love. And, and I will say herself, I'm saying that purposely because a lot of women in relationships tend to do that. They will tend, they want so desperately to believe that that their man will come back to them, especially if the man is the one. Now, of course, it's different if the woman ends the relationship, but if the man ends the relationship, so many of the women want to believe that he's going to come back. I still love him. I still am going to hold on to how much I love him. No, you're holding on to need because you don't want to try to establish a love relationship with a person who turns around and says, I don't love you anymore, because there wasn't a foundation to start with. Remember, love, true love never ends. 
and love never hurts. Stop listening to those songs and latching on to them and turning around and saying that that song defines who I am. There are beautiful songs out there, don't get me wrong, but they're empowering songs and it is not dependent on another person. The songs that talk about divine love and the love of who you are as a being, those are true love songs. But the songs that depend on another person for you to feel love, okay, those are not true love songs. Those are sharing emotional need songs. And if that emotional need ends, so will the love. And that's, those are just not true songs. And when they turn around and they say that you will feel hurt and you will feel pain because love is painful, those are not love songs. Don't use those to define what love is or to aspire to that. Don't even look at and listen to a love song or hear stories of my wife and I and say, I wish I had a love like that. You're supposed to look at the two of us and go, I know I can have a love like that and I'm going to and I'm going to start with me. That is the purpose for for inspiration, inspiring others. That is the purpose of looking up to our heroes, right? And rather than honoring them, honoring the aspect that they chose to do and be within them that lies within everyone. The aspect that they chose to pull out lies within everyone. The care of being able to help anyone. The, the love to want to help someone. That is all within us. And we all we have to do is choose to bring that out of us. And we choose that by loving ourselves first. So don't just honor somebody else. Know that they're an example of who you are and who you can be. That's all. There is nothing special about my wife and I. There is nothing special about Gandhi. There was nothing special about Jesus that we cannot be. They are all beings created from the same source with the same capacities and potential with the same types of gifts and abilities we all choose to use different gifts from lifetime to lifetime but we all have the capacity to use the same ones if you want to be a carpenter one lifetime you absolutely can choose to be a carpenter because you've got all the same tools as the best developer in your area who built your home you just may not be using them in this particular lifetime but you've got all the capacity to love you have all of god's traits in you now so no one being here is better than another. They've only chosen to be who they are, to give light to who you are. When somebody compliments me as to um, the messages that I give and the work that I do and how special I am, the first thing I say to them after thank you is the only reason why you are able to recognize those traits within me is because they lie with inside of you. Otherwise, you would never see them in me. 
So yes, every time, every time you can acknowledge love within another person and see it. Every time you can acknowledge a great trait within another person and you appreciate it, recognize that the only way you were able to see that within another person and appreciate it is because it's there within you. That'll give you the power, the inspiration, and the motivation to become the person you want. So today was all about love and real love. Next week is now how to use that to attract somebody else. So make sure you join me in in attract perfect and maintain perfect relationships. This is Love Month, Valentine's Day. It was created to remind us about the love that we are made of, come from, and are capable of feeling for ourselves and the world. So remember that, review this again, what love really is. Love is who you are, it's a state of being. It is not just an emotion, it's an existence, it's a power, it's a force. It is your actual, it's within every single cell in your physical body. And without your physical body, it is the actual energy that you are made of. So thank you for joining me today on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I hope you all have a fabulous rest of the week. A matter of fact, I know you will. Share this um, episode with others and keep coming back and stay tuned for some of the other great hosts we have here on Unity Radio. I'm Vincent Jenna and this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show on Unity Online Radio. We'll see you again next week and love to everybody out there. All you need is love. The Beatles got it right from the beginning. Thank you all for joining me today. Take care now. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.